bless you everyone. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I am the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. We are located on 1060 Worcester Street, Indian Orchard, in the beautiful city of Springfield, Massachusetts. For more information about our ministry and what God is doing here at the Resurrection Center, log into our website, www.resurrectionspringfield.org. God bless you all and thank you for tuning in. Today we're going to continue on our four-part series, The Four Spiritual Weapons That God Has Given Us. Amen? The Four Spiritual Weapons That God Has Given Each and Every One of Them. Uh, one of us. Amen. We are living in a time where our faith is being challenged in more ways than one. And it is very important that we understand what God is doing and where we are supposed to be standing in the midst of all of this. We're supposed to know our role and what God has called us to do. Today we're going to be speaking about worship. Not the worship that you're used to hearing about, but the true worship that Jesus talked about concerning his Father, God Almighty. Last week we talked about praise. And praise is not determined by vocals. It is determined by the heart. And only God can see the heart. The Holy Spirit reveals all hidden things, including the things of God and man. And sometimes many people are deceived by what comes out of the mouth of people, but cannot see the original intent of what's going on in the heart. Only God. So write this down. Praise is determined not by your vocals, but rather by your heart. The second spiritual weapon is worship. Now worship, as well as praise, is misused and misunderstood by many. And it is important that we understand the true meaning of worship. If we're going to use it as a weapon against the enemy. It is very important that we understand from the biblical meaning of what is true worship. Now let's go to John chapter 4 verse 24. I'm going to begin from verse 23 through 24. John chapter 4 verse 23 through 24. And it reads, But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. From the Father seek such worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. I'm going to re-re-read that. John chapter 1, verse 4. I mean, John chapter 4 verse 23 through 24 says but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father is seeking such worshipers to worship him God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth True worship is defined by spirit and truth. True worship. Many of you are used to the worship that you hear on the radio station, on a CD, on a podcast. I mean, not a podcast, uh, on Pandora Radio, Amazon Radio, or wherever you stream. And sometimes you identify that as worship. But in reality, those are songs. True worship comes from the heart. 
And only true worship can be evaluated as worship by God and not by man. So sometimes we get caught up in the melodies and the lyrics of the song and the sound. And, and we lose sight that the true worship that God is looking for is the worship that comes from within. In other words, stop singing the lyrics and start living the lyrics. Big difference. Many people sing about God, but they don't know God. And they think and believe that that's true worship, when in reality, that's not the worship that Jesus was talking about. Jesus was talking about having a relationship with the Father. Then in return, will create and manifest a manifestation of his presence upon the place or the atmosphere where it was inquired of. Many of you know the story of David. The Bible says that the Lord sent a spirit upon Saul to disturb him because of his disobedience. And every time he called upon David, David will play his harp and the demons will flee and stop tormenting Saul. It wasn't the song. It was the presence that was in David because David had a relationship with the Father. And in return, the presence that God gave David was his presence that drove out every spirit that wasn't of God. So wherever David stood foot, there God was with him. And many of us believe that a song is going to cast the enemy Away. And in reality, that's not true. What's going to cast the enemy away that's tormenting you or tormenting others is the presence of God. And the only way that you can experience the presence of God is by cultivating a relationship with God. Where you and God become one. Amen? Now, John chapter 4 verse, 20, verse 24 says that we must worship in spirit and truth. Now, understand the meaning behind this. What Jesus is saying, that in order for you to worship God, you must be in the spirit, and you must do it in truth, meaning that you know who God is, okay? What is the nature of God or the spirit? It is divine. God is perfect in everything. God is holy. God is omnipotent. He's all-powerful. God is omnipotent, which He's all-knowing. And God is omnipresent. He is always everywhere. God is perfect. And the list goes on. And overall, God is faithful. That's the God that we serve. And many of us are not in relationship with that God. We are in relationship with what others have said about God. But we're not in true relationship with the true Father. Because our actions speak different of the Father. If we are in relationship of the Father, everything that's of the Father... It's accessible to us and we become a part of it and it becomes a part of us that many can discern the difference. But when you're not in relationship with the Father, you will have traces of the Father, but not the presence of the Father. That's why... It's so many have been deceived where they, they, they listen to a song or they listen to a pastor and go, hey man, hallelujah, that's God. How do you know that's God? If you yourself don't know who God is, you don't know what God is expecting of you because you have not placed that demand upon yourself where you said, let me search for God. Let me be obedient to the word of God. Let me do what the Lord has asked me to do versus what I want to do. And Jesus is introducing true worship 
a way that they have never heard before. He is saying that the hour is coming where the true worshipers will rise and worship God in spirit and truth. Why was Jesus saying that? Because Jesus was, in other words, predicting that the Holy Spirit was going to come upon the face of the earth that was going to lead all humans to the truth. And we can define the truth through the Spirit. Amen? Jesus taught his disciples the meaning of true worship. Now, worship is defined as a feeling, an expression, a reverence, adoration, honor. That's what worship is defined. When you ask many believers, how, how do you define worship? They'll, they'll tell you, you know, it's an expression, Pastor. It, it's reverence. It, it, it's adoration. It, it, it's honor. But in reality, that's far from the truth. Because real worship is defined as intimacy with God where two become one. When you have intimacy with God, you no longer reign, but He reigns. His thoughts are your thoughts. His ways are your ways. You become one. You become so connected with the with, with the Spirit that in times and seasons that we're currently in, you're not missing anything out because you're in tune to what the Father's desires have been, what His will is. So we must keep that in mind. A worshiper in spirit and truth is revealed and found by their lifestyle and decisions that manifest the works of the Holy Spirit. Now, you might know a lot of worshipers that are good. That you say, man, every time they sing, I get goosebumps. Every time they sing, I, I feel something. Let me tell you something. Those are not true worshipers. Those are entertainers. They entertain you. When a true worshiper begins to sing, they minister to you through the presence of God and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit begins to reveal what's going on in the person and the person begins to have an encounter with God where a transferency occurs. That's why many people who worship God in spirit and truth begin to cry. They get slain in the spirit. They start speaking in new tongues. Hello, somebody. They begin to operate in the supernatural. Where the manifestation of God becomes so tangible that those around them have to give in to what's taking place. That's why when Paul and Silas were in jail, they began to worship. Then not only their chains came off, but every prisoner that was in jail was set free even though they were in there because of a crime. When was the last time that you began to worship God that the chains of those around you began to fall? There's a lot of entertainment today in the churches. A lot of entertainment. A lot of justification in the churches of today. No, we just do it this way because we felt led this way. Let me, let me, let me tell you something. Not every feeling comes from God. 
Not every emotion that you feel comes from God. First of God, first of all, God is not the author of confusion. God is all knowing. God doesn't make any mistakes. God calls it like it is, and it's exactly how it's going to happen. Whatever comes out of his mouth is exactly going to happen. It's not, his word is never going to return void. Understand that. Where we have to draw the line is where we say to ourselves, God, I know that for years I, 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 I've been worshiping you. I believe I've been worshiping you. I've been singing songs. and But, but in reality, have I been really, really worshiping you like I'm supposed to be worshiping you? That's why I don't listen to every worship song that goes on the radio. That's why I'm not a fan of many of the people that you listen to. Because a lot of the worship that you hear today is catered to you, not to God. It's catered to your problem, not to God. It's catered to your emotions, not to God. It's catered for the moment, but not towards God. It's catered to make you feel happy and not experience the joy that God wants you to feel. Because in reality, God doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to experience joy. Joy and happiness are two different things. Your happiness can be taken from you in the moment of trouble, but joy can override in the middle of trouble and during trouble. Are you here? That is one of the fruits of the Spirit. One of the fruits of the Spirit is not happiness. It's joy. Paul said, I count it as joy the day of trouble. Many of you cannot count it as, as joy because you don't know joy. You're just so happy. You know, I, I, everything's good. Uh, it's 80 degrees. So the, the, the wind is just perfect. It's just blowing. No, no cloud in sight. I got some coupons on the mail. I got some unexpected checks deposited in my account. Now I can go to the mall and spend what I what I cannot spend or cannot afford to spend just because I just feel good, I feel happy, but in reality that you're, you're deceiving yourself because that's not of God. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? So Jesus is introducing the real worship. And many of you are robbing yourself of true worship because you're saying to yourself, well, I can't sing, I don't have the vocals. God is not looking for vocals. God is not looking for gifts and talents. He gives that. God is looking for a heart that's willing. You, you, you might sing terrible in the eyes of men to the point that, that people are like, shut up, you're hurting my ears. But in reality, you're not hurting God's because God knows where it's coming from. But, but you define worship as a sound when in reality it's not a sound. It's a matter of the heart that comes into play by your actions. And it becomes a part of you where it, 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 it is so normal that it goes with your lifestyle. Wow, thank you, Lord. The manifestation is displayed in the spirit. And notice that God, once again, is not looking for vocals. He's not looking for gifts. He's not looking for talents. Not everyone who sings and preaches and teaches comes from God. Not every song that you hear was birthed by the spirit. Most of the people they're singing in the name of God are not really singing to God. They're singing to your God. The God of mediocrity. Notice most of the songs that they're playing today is like, you're an overcomer, you're this, you're that, you're this, you're that. You see what before I came to church, they used to sing songs about the wrath of God and, and judgment day and get right with God and Man, uh, it made you check yourself even though you knew you, you, you had everything in, in line. But it constantly reminded you that it was about God and not about you. And, and that's where we have to be careful. Because many of us are, are catering to the things that are not of God, but, but it's a facade and it has God's name on it and we feel good about it and we continue to engage in it when in reality it's not of God. It never, it, it, it was never intended for God. It was just intended for a need that you needed in the midst of it. 
Amen? So now, don't let anyone ever rob you of your true worship. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? Don't ever let anyone rob you of that. Because God looks at the heart. God doesn't look at the time of the gift. First of all, He gave it to you. And you can't impress God with it. Uh, are you hearing me? You, you can't impress God. I, I know many people try to impress God the way they impress others. You can impress others, but in reality, you can't impress God. Because God doesn't see what men see. God sees what men don't see. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? That's why during this pandemic, uh, uh, I'm not being moved. Because I know what the Bible says. I, it's in the forecast. Hello? Uh, one day, the beginning of sorrows will take place. Uh, prophecy is beginning to unfold. We are seeing the headlines. We, we are feeling it in the atmosphere everywhere we go. We know. Now, the question is, were you prepared for this? A true worshiper in spirit and truth is always prepared at all times because they have a direct connection and relationship with the spirit. And if that's you, God bless you. Look at what Matthew chapter 24 verse 11 says. And this is Jesus speaking. Matthew chapter 24 verse 11. And Jesus said to his disciples as he was preaching and teaching them, Matthew chapter 24, verse 11, he says, Then many false prophets will arise and deceive many. Many what? False prophets. There's a new age. Law of attraction, fall prosperity gospel being preached. I wonder what those pastors are telling their sheep today with prophecies being fulfilled. I am going to make it. You are great. You're going places. That's not reality today. That's not the reality today. You see, sound doctrine will build a foundation in you that will keep you in the days of trouble. That you're not going crazy or insane like everyone else. You're, you're at peace with it. You know what's up. And it even starts. You, you know, I, 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 it is what it is. But when your faith has been built, like many of these ministers have built, People's faith, they, they, they built their houses next to quicksand. And now their houses are coming down. Because they never took, they, they took the cheap way. Instead of the way of God. Amen. So Jesus said, many will be deceived. Many, many. John chapter, first uh, of John chapter four, verse one says, do not believe every spirit, but test every spirit, spirit, whether it comes from God. Let me tell you something. I've been criticized because of this. I just don't say amen to everything. I don't agree with everything. Before I sing a song, I hear the lyrics first. Before I sing a song, I hear the lyrics first. I want to hear the lyrics. I want to know if those lyrics were birthed by the Spirit or if those lyrics were birthed by the emotions and the feelings of the author of that song. I don't want that. I want the ones from the Spirit. The ones that minister to my spirit. The ones that edify my spirit. The ones that correct my spirit. The ones that keep my spirit. The ones that do what the Spirit of the Lord is supposed to do in me. Stop saying amen to everything. Real worship is revealed by action, not words. I know people that can sing about God. 
And with the same mouth that they sing, with the same mouth that they glorify God, it's the same mouth that they use to cuss, to curse, to perverse. I've seen it with my very own eyes. And that's a state of mind that many believers have today. God understands. He knows that I'm freaking frustrated. He, I know that he freaking has called me so that I can freaking preach, so that I can freaking sing, and I'm going to do it even though I'm freaking frustrated. And people will turn around and applaud that behavior, not knowing that's not a behavior of God. That's not a godly behavior. If anything, you need to step down, you need to repent, and you need to let the Spirit of the Lord minister to you so that God can make you whole, so that God can get that freaking frustration Freaking freaking ah out of you. But what are we doing? We entertain it. We wear shirts that say God loves this hot mess. God understands that I ain't complete yet. God knows that I'm a work in progress. God knows this, God knows that, God knows this, God knows. Do you know what God expects from you? Can we reverse that? God expects me to honor my wife. It's not a suggestion. Oh, Pastor Jose, you feel like it today. <laughs> Buy your wife some flowers. You know, if you're up to it. You know, if you're on your way home, you know, stop at one of those CVS or one of those gas stations and pick up a dollar flower and bring it home. And no, God expects me to treat my wife, my daughter, everything that he has given me with value. And many of us take the word of God as a suggestion. Oh, well, maybe this is what God means. Maybe maybe I, 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 should, I should do this. And then, then we add a little bit of Jesus music into it that is catered towards me and towards my emotions and my feelings. And then I justify myself by my behaviors. And God is saying, I'm looking for a church that reflects me. Oh, it's hard, but it's possible. It's hard, but it's possible. God had to chisel me, break me, mold me. It wasn't easy. But when, when God began to work with me, I realized that my giant wasn't Goliath. I, I realized that the giant that I had was me. The giant that I was facing wasn't my next door neighbor, my wife, my daughter. No, none of those things. The giant that I was facing wasn't even the enemy. It was myself. And when I began to worship him in spirit and truth, he started to set me free from those things. And he started setting me free from myself. Today, many people are going to be set free because... Where there is true worship, there is freedom. Are, are you hearing me, church? There is freedom. Amen. God is going to give them a round of applause. Where your, act, your actions reflect your heart. Do not be deceived. Do not be deceived. Your actions reflect your heart. God is still working with me. But I'm allowing him to work with me. I'm cooperating with him. And, and what I mean by that, I, every time that there's something going on that is bothering me or is getting me out of character, I check it. Lord, why am I acting that way? Instead of, why are they treating me this way? It's easy to blame others so that we can justify our behaviors. But in reality, have you checked yourself? Huh? Because if you really start to check yourself, you start to realize that a lot of the things that are going on in your life, you brought upon yourself. Are you hearing me, church? A lot of the things. We're talking about recession right now. We're talking about pandemic. We're talking about a lot of things. But God has been warning us for a very long time to get ready. 
to get ready, to get ready. We shouldn't be counting on the government to bail us out. Many of us right now are just dying to receive that stimulus check so that we can go and spend it as quick as we got it. But we should have never been in that predicament to begin with because we should have saved up for rainy days. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying? So we're relying more on the government than on God. If God reveals to you all things, those things that God is revealing to you are truth. And those truth are to help you and enable you and, and to become a better person, to become a better, uh, a, a good steward. And many of us ignore those signs. And now we're in this predicament that we're in. And we're waiting for the government. And now we're praying for God to touch the government so that the government can bail us out. When in reality, God should be above the government. And we shouldn't be asking the government. We shouldn't be asking God. But in reality, who's God? The government or God? Are you hearing me? So many of us are now upset with the government and are going against what God has established in his order and his plan for this nation and many other nations, but you're completely out of tune because you were never in tune to begin with. Nothing should catch you by surprise. Because when you live a life that is a spinning image of what Jesus Christ demonstrated to us, you could be sitting in the table with Judas and not come out of character. You will cooperate just like Jesus cooperated with Judas. He told Judas, go ahead and do what you gotta do. And Amen. So, do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. Do what you though many of you are trying to convince your enemy to become your friend when in reality God intended for that enemy to propel you to your destiny. But you're over here trying to convince your enemy otherwise. Let your, let your Judas be your Judas. Let your enemy continue to be your enemy. You're going to worship God in and out of season. You're going to worship God just like Jesus worshiped God on the cross. Let your will be done. He wasn't singing a song. He was making a declaration. And that declaration right there was a declaration of worship. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me, church? He said, let your will be done. Now, many of you who are at home who are listening to this message, understand this. This is going to help you become a better believer. Become the believer that God has called you to be. Become the lyrics of the song. Become the living sacrifice. During this pandemic, I, I've been searching my heart like never before. I've been saying, God, whatever that's in me that's not pleasing, whatever it is, take it out, remove it, remove it, remove it, remove the blindness, remove the ignorance, remove the ignorance, my own ignorance, remove it, remove my stubbornness, remove it. I, I, I just been on here about me, not about anyone else. But about me, because I know that if I get myself caught up in him, I can become a better person and I can do things that I never thought that I was possible to do for his name and his glory and his honor. That's true worship. Pastors today finding themselves in this predicament. They're paying people to come and worship in their house. In, in the house of God. Oh, I'm going to pay you. Yeah, I, I know that you're all messed up, but you can play the piano, you can play the drums, you can, you can play the trumpet, you can play. That's okay. God's going to work this out. We just we need a worship team just so that we can create a sound, just so that we can have people follow us. But in reality, are those people connected with God? I don't need to pay anyone to come here to worship. If I'm paying you to worship, then I'm not paying a worshiper. I'm playing an entertainer. And God is not looking for entertainers. God is looking for worshipers in spirit and truth. True worshipers in spirit and truth. It's a big difference. 
Some of the voices that you hear on the radio, some of the music that you listen to, that you say, oh my God, what a tremendous voice. Oh my God, these worshipers are great. Oh my God. Oh, you're blasting the music. God doesn't even hear them in heaven. And the ones that you don't hear, those are the ones God hears. I've seen some things that have made me question the very nature of God. At one point, I was angry with God. I said, how is it possible that I, I met these people who I admire and looked up to, and, and when I met them in person, they were nasty? If you didn't have a certain hotel reservation for them, and if you didn't have a, a certain vehicle pick them up, a certain airline bring them in, they, they wouldn't come down and worship and perform. And God said, They're, those are not my worshipers, those are performers. That's what you wanted. Because your understanding of worship is a sound. My understanding of worship is a matter of the heart. It's not a sound. It's not a sound. That's why music is so popular, so demand. They say that music is the international language. Do you remember who was responsible in heaven for the sound? Satan. That was never taken from him. And that's why most of all music is catered to the flesh. Oh, that's just a love song. The love song. But it's catered to what? To the flesh. It's more desirable. Why is worldly music or circular music more desirable than worship music. Because circular music caters you and not the creator. So what the church has done to a certain extent is mix the circular with the holiness of God which cannot be touched and created their own sound. And they call it contemporary worship. What does the word contemporary mean? We're going to have a contemporary service. Come as you like. God understands. We have turned the house of God into a den of thieves. We do more marketing than true evangelism. Marketing talks about what we offer. Evangelism talks about what God offers. And we don't want what God offers. We want a church that provides a good children's program. That way I can escape my children for a few hours because I don't have any control at home. Then I want to evaluate the songs that are being sung, and then I also want to give a star rating according to the messages being preached. And that's how I determine if the house that or the place that I will worship is a place of God. We have substituted the presence of God for programs. That's why the churches that are filled, not all, but the majority, are more activated in the community than in the presence of God. Because if you give to the community, they'll come running back. But if you give the community the presence of God, not only they will come back, but they will be transformed and renewed because they're set free. Keep flipping burgers and hot dogs, keep popping balloons and, and catering to the people. Because the moment that you cannot provide, the people will turn against you. That's why I don't cater to the people. I keep my relationship with the Holy Spirit 
as close as possible. I monitor that and I go based on what the Spirit reveals to me. And if the Holy Spirit reveals to me to give you a call and, and to give you some words of enlightenment, then I'll do that. But if the Holy Spirit doesn't tell me to do that, I'm not going to do that. Why? Because you're human, just like me. And human people intend to change their mind more frequently than the things that God has established. Imagine the ocean today, not wanting to be the ocean. Imagine the birds that God created not wanting to be birds today. They say, oh, today I don't want to be a bird no more. I want to be a fish. I could prophesy they're going to die. Because they're going to drown. Because they were not created for that. You see how we twist things around, but God's nature doesn't? And look at the wrap of God's nature upon the earth right now. Because of all the things that we have done, the earth is overly populated. 7.2 billion people on this earth. Overly populated. Many lost sight of God and started doing their own thing. And now we're feeling the effects. From the north to the south, from the east to the west, we're feeling it. It's time for us to get in tune with God and say, you know what, God, I want to become a true worshiper in spirit and truth. Teach me. Teach me. Teach me. I believe this is a time of repentance. This is a time of seeking. This is a time of soul searching. This is the time right now. I know many people are can't wait to things reopen. And let me tell you something. Even if stores reopen, once they take the ban off each state or each country, things are not going to return to normal. This pandemic has changed the way people view and see things. Why? Because it interrupted the pattern of their own lives. Now, whether you like it or not, you're not going to see the same gatherings you used to see. People are going to be hesitant to do that. So theme parks are going to be empty. Restaurants are going to be empty. This, this, I, I'm sorry if I offend anyone, but the best thing that has happened to the face of the earth has been this pandemic because it's has taken people to stay home and face the music. Many were escaping, like, well, I go to work, the kids go to daycare, they go to school, my husband works a nine to five, sometimes he works overtime, hallelujah, praise God, I wish he works a little bit more, so that way he's not at home. And it, it helped you escape reality. But now you're facing reality, whether you want to or not. That's why the first week of quarantine, if you look at the fact, there were more divorce fighting than in the history here in America of divorce. Why? Because people were finally seeing what they were trying to run away from. And whether they wanted it or not, they had to face it. All of these things came across because of one thing. We lost sight of God. America has lost sight of God in more ways than one. This is true revival, what we're experiencing. Because now people are going to turn around and say, i got to look for God. i, I got to get right because... This has been a reality for me. This has changed my perspective view of what I view God as once. The, the people who used to participate in singing in church, to be part of the choir, be part of this, and suddenly did this, that, and that, and that, all of that has stopped. And now they are being forced to see God in a way they never thought it was possible. By Sometimes you got to lose everything in order to discover everything. I'm going to repeat that again. Sometimes you got to lose everything in order to discover everything. How many of you have discovered these last couple of weeks a lot of things about you and your house that you never thought you were going to discover? But have you checked this house? People get annoyed when I hum. People get annoyed when I sing because I don't have the best vocals. I don't. But to God, I sound like an angel. Because it's coming from a place of gratitude. 
hear you. I, 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 I admire those who have gifts and talents and they use it. But I begin to discover that a true worshiper is not valued by those things in God's eyes. A true worshiper is a person that conducts himself the way God established for them to conduct themselves. Not, it's not a suggestion, the way God established. So a true worshiper is someone that goes to the grocery store and doesn't have a fit. A true worshiper is the one that doesn't lose it. A, a, a true worshiper is not the one that desires evil things for others. A, a true worshiper is not boastful, prideful. A, a true worshiper, uh, are you with me? A, a true worshiper doesn't rejoice in a time like this. A true worshiper has the heart of God, God said to Samuel. Men only see, according to 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, men only see appearance. But I see the heart. And he was talking about David. He said, I see what men don't see. You only see what you want to see. And many of us, for a long period of time, we were prisoners of that. We were prisoners of our own thoughts, philosophies, and ideas. Oh, God, I, I can never sing like so-and-so. I can never move you. Let me tell you something. You had no idea that God was hearing you out rather the person that was singing. Why? Because in reality, the person that was singing was out of touch with God. And you were. Are you hearing me? I don't care how beautiful people might sound. I don't care how talented and gifted they are. If they're not about God, if they're about themselves, I don't want no part of it. And I don't want my spirit to be tainted to that. That's why I'm very picky and why I listen to. Let, 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 come on, let's be honest. You listen to some of these radio stations, and doesn't it sound like they play the same song over and over and over and over again? Am I right or wrong? Oh, the same song. Every three segments is the same song. I came to the conclusion that they must have a contract. How is it possible that I'm hearing the same song from the same group time and time? It sounds like marketing. Like they're getting paid to play the music. Let me tell you something. If you don't believe me, in the circular word, it works like that. There is record companies that pay radio stations to play songs that can get embedded. You know, it's like that song that you don't like, but if you hear it so much that you start singing it, you're like, that song is fucking my head. <laughs> That's the power of media. Whoever consider, controls the media controls the people. The prince of this air is who? The devil. And many of the songs that you're hearing, even worship songs, have been put in place, in purpose, to rob you of your true worship. Because if I can get to your feelings, I can get to your emotions, you lose sight of the creator. Listen to some of these songs. You are overcomer. You are victorious. You are wonderfully made. God's blessings are all over you. Any of those songs glorifying God? You know what they're glorifying? Promises. That's what they're glorifying, promises. Why do promises need to be glorified? God is not a man to lie or a son of man to repent. So God doesn't need to remind me of his promises. I need to remind myself of who God is and his promises will follow me. He told, he said it very clearly in Deuteronomy chapter 28. If you do all these things, 
all of these blessings shall overtake you. If you do my commands, all of these blessings will overtake you. All of these blessings will overtake you. We focus so much on the blessing that we lose sight. Are you hearing me? God is good. Let us not fall into that. And if we have, let's repent. Let's repent. There's a lot of worship CDs that I have now that I've moved to my new place that are not going to make it into my car or into my CD. They're going right in the trash. Because I'm taking this serious. I don't want to fall victim of myself. I don't want to be a victim of myself. I don't want to be a casualty of myself because of ignorance. God is seeking true worshipers in spirit and truth. And the only way that you can worship God in spirit and truth is by you surrendering to him. That even though it might be raining and you're in your day of trouble, that you're still glorifying him regardless. That you can recognize what you have caused, what you have brought upon yourself. That, that you're able to see clearly, that you're able to discern, that you're able to, to draw the line. Many times I had to do that. I had to sit back and say, that is happening and that's taking place because I allowed it. I took responsibility. Many, many of you won't do that because of pride. Now. Even when I mess up, I do it. No, you don't. Admit it. There's a lot of things that I had to admit. And I thank God because I set myself free. I set myself free from my own ignorance. From years of extra headaches. No, I'd rather be truthful. You know what? I messed up. I, I, I allowed that. And all of these, those things have helped me for the better. And now I learn more about God because none of these things are in the way. You see, whatever is in the way that is not of God will keep you from the way. Whatever is in the way that is not of God will keep you from the way. Are you hearing me? So it's time to get out the way and have God have his way. Because your ways will lead you no way. Are you hearing me, church? Now is the time. Amen? So with that being said, let us be on our feet. And let us begin to pray to God for ourselves. Right there where you are, just stand up and let's pray. Thank you for your spirit of obedience. 